Welcome to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. Thank you so much for listening and making a commitment to learning. Hope everybody is doing well. Thanks so much for sticking with us through last week when we didn't do anything. (laughs) Um, It's been crazy. I am your host. I am Jordan Porter, and I am joined by the fabulous Yvonne Brandenburg. Hey, girl, what's up? (laughs) I feel a lot better off than I did last week, obviously. (laughs) Oh, my God. I listened to last week's episode and I was like, oh God, (laughs) but it was, it was honestly like the two of us were so stressed out last Sunday. So spent. I was just spent. And we were like, okay, we got to get done. And then we were like, wait, wait, I think we can maybe just, maybe we just take a week off. Dude, I was so happy too when you were just like, <laughs> we can like uh take a week off when I was all like I slacked and I haven't done anything. I forgot <sighs> it was Sunday. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes you just gotta call in sick to work. We do. We and do. Thankfully, I mean like- our bosses were cool with it. Like everybody seemed really good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks everyone. Nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely so, did. This <sighs> week has been this week's been still almost just as crazy but at least I feel like a little bit on track yeah I did a bunch of furniture shopping today on good old the book market and um Mm. I got some good like solid like used furniture but like looks nice like nicer than the stuff I already have to go in my yeah that picture was pretty sweet I can't wait to see it in your place dude I'm so excited for just all my new furniture to go in my new house (laughs) just because like it looks so good mind you I'm spending like all the money in my savings account that I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed (laughs) to be doing right now (laughs) right oh it's so hard because you're just like I got a new place and I think it's it's bigger than the place you have now right it's almost double the size of my current house crap it's a huge house yeah that was like, that was unintended. We strictly, I mean, like I bought it because I do like the house. I bought it. Like we are purchasing this house because I like the house, but mostly for the land. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I, I, I stalked you and went on, uh, I don't know, Zillow or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. And I was like, Ooh, it's pretty. <laughs> it is pretty. I can't wait to get myself some chickens and stuff too. Oh my God. Like Matt was looking at chicken coops when we first, like when I was like, so Matt actually hasn't even seen the inside of the house yet. Did I tell you that? No. He's only seen the outside of the house. And photos. And photos. That's it. Like he actually hasn't been in the house. I mean, if it makes you feel better, um, my mom basically did that to my dad. Um, well, that's how we kind of bought this house. Matt did that to me. He was like, I like this house. And I'm like, you're the picky one. If you like it, like, let's get it. Nice. <laughs> I'm more of the like spontaneous, like, let's just do it. And he's more of the picky. Like, mm. so the mm. fact that he's really trusting me with it, he's like, I really like the pictures though. And it looks really nice. And he's super excited about our new furniture. And nice. I am, I can tell I'm super wound up by my purchases today. Cause I'm speaking really <laughs> fast. Again. You're like, yes, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy with my new bed. Like I'm so happy it's, with it. It's really cute. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it all in your new place. Like I, I know, wish I can't I wait for you to come go, visit. Like for a housewarming, but um, by the time that like a housewarming is going to be ready, you're going to be here. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to be coming to you instead. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be like, all right, so, the house is ready. Bye. Right. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. How's your uh, week You've made some purchases. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so this is kind of funny. And um, we were supposed to record this morning. Yeah. We <laughs> tried we real hard. To, and then all of a sudden Jordan's internet just like went away. Yeah, um, gone. I think, did, did puppies chew on cords? So I thought that they did. And I was like blaming them. And I was like, rah, 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 to the puppies. And oh, out, it, it was just like, it wasn't the puppies at all. It wasn't. Oh, phew. Okay. Wow. But like, I tried to hotspot my phone because it worked like hotspotting my phone to my computer worked for like a little while, but then like, I guess cell service went out too. when like the internet service went out. Oh, wow. Dang. So it's like, I had zero cell service in my house too. So I was trying to text you and even my texts weren't sending. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're like, we're in the stone age. <laughs> I was like, I don't live in the country yet. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, we were supposed to do that. Uh, like 12 hours ago. I know. We're, no, not quite 10 hours ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I was just putzing around here and, um, I was like, Hey, Kevin, let's go, let's go look at appliances. Well, let's go look at washer and dryer because our washer dry dried our washer died. Uh, how dude, I don't know. It's been like two or three months now. And so we've been going to the laundromat, which Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fine to go to the laundromat, but it's like, it's, it's annoying (laughs) because yeah. <laughs> you know you have to like because you have to sit together, there and wait for put it in my car go to the laundromat wait and it's been like five million degrees so it's hella hot in the laundromat so yeah so it's just been like really annoying so we finally we went to an appliance store and we were looking around and i found these this set this washer dryer set in the clearance section and i was like done <laughs> So we bought it and like, we paid for like the washer dryer plus like a five-year warranty installation and hauling away of our like old stuff, the like cost of some of the ones before like sale. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, all right, cool. It's like less expensive. So, so yeah, I did that. Cause I was like, I'm sick of the laundromat. I just can't. We're looking for washer and dryer too. Um, and I'm seeing if I can get that on the book market as well. Mm. I'm supposed to go look at some tomorrow. Nice. Cause like, I mean, I have kids and I have a bunch of puppy laundry. Like I don't want to buy brand new crap when I'm likely to break it. Yeah. We, well, the one that we have now, I mean, we bought them two years ago for a hundred bucks because yeah. we didn't have like a bunch of money at the time. So, so we found it. I don't know. I don't remember if it was Facebook or like eBay or not eBay, but Craigslist or something like that. Um, and so <laughs> we were like, okay, a hundred dollar washer and dryer that we got from someone paid for itself over and over again for the yeah, last exactly. two years. So it's, it's fine to get something I new, think maybe, but on like, clearance. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think maybe when my kids and my dogs are all like grown enough to not be like gross. Just- Tasmanian devils like I think maybe I'll actually invest in like a good nice like pretty wash I was thinking I was like man I would love a like nice like looking washer and dryer but right now I don't care yeah functionality legit Uh yeah so yeah 
you know, being adults, super fun. Yep. It's like, you know, you're an adult when you're so excited about new furniture and appliances. <laughs> right. You're like, yay. Yeah. Like I still get excited. Like I bought a new vacuum cleaner not that long ago and I was thrilled about it. Did I, did I dork out and tell you about my solar? No, you didn't actually. You oh. briefly mentioned it, but I'm so excited talking about doing solar in the new house. Yeah, so we we did solar. Like, sorry guys, this has nothing to do with veterinary medicine. Uh, we looked around and we got solar because our our first of all, it's California, so it's PG&E, and our freaking monthly bill was just insane. And we don't even we don't even do like a lot of stuff, but our but our bill was crazy. Um, so we were looking at different solar options, and um, we finally finally got it installed. And then they came last week to hook it up. And then there's like this app that you can see like how much energy you're producing. And it's, oh, wow. it's funny because I'm such a dork that I look at it every day and I'm like, look, cause you love, like, you love numbers. Energy. Yeah, I do. And it's like satisfying to see that. So I can't wait until it's like officially hooked up with our energy. And then we won't have such an insane electrical bill anymore and I'm gonna be so excited about that <laughs> yeah which is the dorkiest the joys of being thing. an adult <laughs> <laughs> so for the, all of you out there that don't have houses yet those are things you get to look forward to hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly like I remember when Matt and I first <sighs> bought our house that we're currently in and we were so excited to do like yard mind you we were excited to do yard work but like with this new house we're so excited to get a riding lawnmower Ooh, yeah, definitely get a riding lawnmower because you have an insane amount of grass in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited to just like put my headphones in. Like, I'll mow every week. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh sorry God, guys, we awful. delayed the podcast because I was too busy <laughs> mowing my acres. <laughs> like, oh, my. it's so funny. You're like, what? I was just out so riding excited. my lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. All right. Well, stop being weird adults talking about random crap um, <laughs> that makes us a little happier this week compared to last week. Definitely. I'm so much happier this week <laughs> because of my new furniture. Right. We're like, we're getting stuff done. Yay. Uh, I'm not um, getting the stuff done that I need to get done, but. Yeah. I mean, I like, guess did I need, I need new furniture it. this week? Like, no, but no. But you do eventually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so we wanted to um, some kind of housekeeping stuff, which is, is fun. We got some reviews um, and thank you. So the first one is from uh, J Lee K 93. <laughs> um, and it says informational and entertaining love every episode thank you ladies and keep up the great work thank you Thanks. <laughs> um and the second one is from chantal renee eight and it says best vet tech podcast i mean we're a little biased but we'll agree with you yeah right <laughs> says, hello, ladies. I have been a veterinary assistant for almost seven years now, and I'm finally starting school in the fall to start working toward my degree Yay. as an LVT. Congratulations. That's awesome. 
I hope to specialize in ICU and ER medicine. Your podcast has been so informative and keeps my mind fresh and learning new things each week. You guys are amazing. And thank you so much for the podcast. Aw. <laughs> I know. I love ones like that. Yeah. I, you guys, thank you very much. And please, both of you, um, let us know who you are. And um, we'll make sure to get you uh, stickers. And I've got a couple uh, that I need to get sent out of people who've let me know. Um, <clears throat> and then there was a couple of uh, recommendations on Facebook as well. Um, in I think in Vet Tech Nation. And thank you guys for doing nice. that. I, I love I, when I you guys. Yeah. I love when you guys recommend us. Makes me happy. <laughs> I like it too. We got so, a couple of comments too on um, some older posts but it's a new listener um oh nice her name's kimberly and like she basically just tells us about like her ibd dog and i love it because it's like typical vet tech like of course you have a problem dog <laughs> like, <laughs> right oh my god <laughs> yeah awesome and then she shared a picture too super cute Aww, so i'll have to go look at new it, listener. It. <laughs> it happened like less than an hour ago oh <laughs> like, geez yeah hi <laughs> Oh, oh, before I forget, um, like when this goes live the next day on Wednesday, everybody take a second to say happy birthday to Jordan. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Your your birthday is this week, Jordan. My birthday. (laughs) Yay. Happy birthday. You're so funny. I'm busy to think about my birthday. I know. I was like, where are you going with this? Yep, it's, it's funny too because I even I have it on my calendar right here. It says my birthday. Oh my god, you can't on seem to remember. And you're like, what? My birthday? Oh, the kids were asking me how old I was going to be. I was like, I don't have a clue. Like, <laughs> oh, you're that age. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that age where I like had to do the math. Yeah, I base it off of everybody. Yeah, everybody else, like how old I am. <laughs> nice. So, I'm like, I remember everybody else but me. Yeah. Hmm. I would sing for your birthday, but nobody wants to hear that right now. I wouldn't mind hearing it. You can do a Facebook Live on Wednesday. How about that? I hate you right now. <laughs> do a Facebook Live on Wednesday. That's what I want for my birthday. You're such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so this week, we are discussing Bartonella, cat scratch fever, and more. Uh, it is not yet race approved in our uh, membership, but you can definitely use this as self-study for an hour. Um, so, you know, like the UK, you can still use this because you guys don't have race race uh, approved stuff. That is a North America thing. So Bartonella, cat scratch fever. Uh-huh. Cat scratch disease, I think. Yes. Technically. So what it is though, and Yvonne knows this very well. I feel like I should know it very well because I mean, I probably had it from a cat bite. Yeah, I mean, probably. Probably. So it's a bacteria and it's known to infect dogs, cats, and humans. So it is zoonotic. And um, other species, not just dogs, cats, and humans. No, but the ones that there's specific about. species that affect dogs. <laughs> so... There are six species exactly to be of Bartonella to be exact um, that are known to infect humans and have been found in dogs and cats. So none of the other species that infect like other animals have been found to infect humans too. Does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. There, so Bart, it's Bartonella, and because it's a bacteria, it's like a, because Bartonella is the species. Yes. And then the there's a lot of different genius, genus, genius. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like Bartonella is genius. Uh, there's different genus that that you know for the different species. Um, so yeah, we really talk about the cat one the most and there's <laughs> two cat ones specifically that like we really talk about. about like yeah and so the two well-known ones are bartonella hensley and bartonella quintana yeah i mm-hmm. probably pronounced that wrong but they're transmitted by fleas which is why it's actually a lot more common than you would think because there's mm-hmm. a especially in like my area i oh yeah there's a lot of fleas around here yeah, if you've um, outdoor cats or if you have a heavy infestation. So that's just something to keep in mind for, you know, like if you've got catteries or hoarding situations, um, you know, those cats, you should, you should probably be testing them for Bartonella. Because mm-hmm. it's been documented, though, in about 30 to 40 percent of do- uh, domestic cats, which is a ton. I mean, yeah. like that's a ton of cats. There's a ton yeah. of cats in the world. Well, and and the crazy thing is that's documented. And that's <laughs> like, domestic cats. That doesn't yeah. even count for like the feline colonies, like yeah, no. out and about. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, so and it's transmitted so by contact with infected blood. So like a flea will suck from an infected cat and bite another cat. Um, cats involved in cat fights um, or who have received blood transfusions are definitely at more of a risk. Yes. So um, there's, there have been studies that show that it can transmit other ways as well, which is kind Mm -hmm. of crazy. So saliva, um, it can potentially transmit in saliva, um, which is why cat bites, (laughs) right? Uh You're, you're worried about it. Um, Scratches. There, so the scratches is actually, I talk about it a little bit further because you're like, how do you get Bartonella from cat scratching? Yeah. But it's from like the excrement of fleas under yeah. the nails and yeah. 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 The other thing to think about is it can be aerosolized. <laughs> so flea poop, dental cleanings. Yeah. You're, you're aerosolizing the blood. So from a zoonotic standpoint, that is another reason to wear eye protection and a mask and gloves when doing dental cleanings. If you don't wear those already. I wonder if they do a study on like how many veterinary professionals are actually like carrying Bartonella. Right. It's probably about the same. It's probably like the same 30 to 40% of domestic cats. It's the same 30 to 40% of domestic veterinary professionals. Like, <laughs> it could be more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause let's be real. I like when I was back in GP and doing dentals, like I did not have face protection. Like I wore gloves, but like, I, I, I can, when can I tell my story, Jordan? Um, you can tell it in a little bit. Okay. Okay. I, you guys I have, I have, I have stories. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how it presents in history. So we're going to be talking mostly cats. It does affect dogs. I'll talk about how it presents in dogs, but for the rest of it, we're going to talk about cats. Most cats infected with Bartonella actually appear clinically healthy throughout the entire infection, which is um, crazy. Yeah. So it's like, you're very rarely going to realize that there's actually a problem. 
Um, if they do have symptoms, it's going to be things like fever, uh, lymphadenopathy, endocarditis or my myocarditis. So that's pretty severe. And then of course, if it gets even like more of a serious infection, even though it's rare that they get such a serious infection, it could include things like a fever, vomiting, lethargy, red eyes. Um, I definitely had cats tested for like a uveitis kind of thing that had like mm. Bartonella, um, swollen lymph nodes, which I already kind of talked about and then decreased appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bacteria can actually persist for months with clinical signs appearing, like usually when the cats are like under stress, like such as surgery, like post-surgery or trauma or concurrent with like another disease. So like our diabetics, yeah. um, and that's when they'll kind of show and <clears throat> hinted fever of unknown origins. I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Like the majority of our fever of unknown origins are probably Bartonella. I, mm, mm. maybe not the majority, but like, I was going to say, I think they're a large percentage. I think they're I think a larger a large percentage, percentage than we than give it credit for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So dogs usually present with like a wide range of symptoms as well. Most dogs are really just carriers. They don't, it's kind of similar to cats. They don't really have a lot of symptoms, but if they do, it's things like fever, endocarditis, and myocarditis, because it's bacteria. It's like a blood-borne bacteria, mm-hmm. um, granulomatous lymphadenitis, lymphadenitis, um, cardiac okay. arrhythmias, granulomatous rhinitis, and epistaxis. So, which I find that interesting because I, like, I guess we do test for occasionally, but not super often in dogs when we have, like, especially when we have our rhinitis cases. That we don't it. know. Yeah. 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 I'm going to suggest it now from now on, like, especially if they have a history of like fleas or fighting with cats or <laughs> like, yeah, it's interesting just, to think about living in a house with cats. Yeah. Um, in both humans and dogs though. So like the Bartonella associated endocarditis, this is like a human and dog thing and a cardio thing. It's not my thing, uh, <laughs> nice. but it's usually the inflammation involves the aortic valve. And it's usually characterized by like a massive vegetated vegetative Ugh. lesion, Ugh. which is like scary. Cause you're like, Holy crap that can happen. I mean, Yvonne has a story and we're getting to it. You can tell your story here. In just <laughs> I know. A I'm like, I'm like chomping at the bit for my stories. I got you more than one girl. I got more than one. You didn't have the heart lesions though. Nope. All right, you can go ahead with your story now before we talk about <laughs> differential diagnosis. Well, uh, where, where do I start? <laughs> um, so I tested positive for Bartonella and then I've had two cats in my household test positive for Bartonella. Who had it first? I don't know. <laughs> um, my cats tested positive for it way after I did. So that that's kind of a weird thing. Um, so for for me personally, um, this was it's probably been about 10 years ago now. I was, <laughs> this is a really funny story. So our work had um, organized a white river rafting trip <laughs> on a Saturday. Ooh, I know. Fun. And I was like, yes. So I was going. So Friday I was at work and you know, like when you stare at something bright and you see like the after it, like yeah, the, yeah, the, the light, little- right? the yeah. funky thing, the color shape thing. Yeah, exactly. So I, I had that in my vision and I was like, well, that's weird. Um, and I was like, did I stare at something and like really bright? And it like burned my breath. And I was like, what the hell? 
And um, I was like, okay, well, it's not going away. And it was in like my upper left vision. I was like, that's kind of strange. And then um, <laughs> as the as the day slash evening wore on, it like moved from like this, the upper part of my vision to the center of my vision in my left eye. And I was like, well, that's weird. Um, that's <laughs> probably, probably not a good thing. So I called the advice nurse and she was like, well, you know, if it gets worse, you should come in, but just kind of monitor for now. And I was like, <laughs> it was kind of the answer that I wanted to hear because yeah, I wanted you to didn't go, really want to deal with it. Well, I didn't want to go to the emergency room on a Friday night because Saturday I was going on a white river rafting trip. So, so I was like, okay. Um, and the next day I went on my white river rafting trip and it just got worse throughout the day. And then instead of being like that weird, like after image thing, it just became a black hole. <laughs> in the center of my vision nice <laughs> yeah nothing like, to be concerned about I'm like oh <laughs> well it wasn't white river rafting related whatsoever um because it started before so on the way home like my husband picked me up from work because my I, he'd like dropped me off because I wasn't sure you know timing wise so he picked me up and we're driving home and I told him I was like it's worse and he's like can you please call the doctor again so I call the advice nurse and the, the lady that I talked to is like livid. <laughs> I was like, I told you if it got worse. <laughs> no. So she was like, someone told you to wait yesterday. She was like, it's your eye. You should have come in last night. She's like, I can't believe the nurse told you not to come in. Like, don't mess with it. You need to go to the emergency room now. And I was like, okay. I was like, dang it. Like, I knew that was probably going to be the answer. But she was like so mad that the previous advice nurse was just like, whatever. So I go home, I grab, I, I changed my clothes because I was like, I'm going to be in the emergency room on a Saturday night. Like this is going to be an all night thing. <clears throat> so I get there and it's super busy, crazy busy. And uh, they check me out. They're like, oh, well, it doesn't look like your retina is detached. I'm like, well, that's a good thing. So they like have me wait and... I didn't get put into like a room until I think six o'clock the next morning. So I was like oh sitting God. in like a chair all night. Like it was the worst thing ever. It was so busy. There were like, there were gurneys of people in the hallway. Like they were so busy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how it, it's kind of been around. I'm pretty here. sure it was like a full moon and like a Saturday night. Like it was just, it was all sorts of bad, right? You know, it's crazy not to like interrupt your story, but every time I've oh, ever fine. been to the ER, Mm -hmm. I've always been checked right in like I've it's always been like so serious that they're like oh crap like let me take you back right now oh no <laughs> except for when I had an anaphylactic reaction to a cat oh that time they just left me in the hallway and then like I would get nurses that would come by and be like oh so wait wait are you the person who's allergic to cats but works with cats you're like I hate you <laughs> I filed a complaint with that hospital actually because yeah, it, was, it was horrible. You. Like nobody gave me drugs for hours, and I was like, I was better off staying at you're like, work. You're like, I could have just given myself Benadryl, thanks. Bye. And Dex, yeah, I could have just given myself Dex and Benadryl and been <laughs> fine. I should have given myself my EpiPen. My allergy doctor was super mad at me. He's like, What the? Hell? That's what your EpiPen is for. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't want my heart racing. 
Oh my God. I know it was, it was stupid. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm bummed that you didn't get checked in right away. When I mean, I got checked in, I, there was just no rooms. So eventually I got into a room. Um, and cool part of the story is eventually I got an IV catheter cause they were trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And the girl's placing the IV catheter and I look at her stethoscope and I was like, are you an RVT? She was like, what? I'm like, are you an RVT? And she's like, yes. I was like, it's on your stethoscope. And she's like, oh yeah, I, I was an RVT. And I was like, oh, same here. I was like, well, now I know you can place my catheter. Like, it was just like one of those like bizarre moments. So that no big cool. deal. I'm going to be blind in my eye, but let me talk to you about how you're an RPT. <laughs> right. Um, so anyways, uh, long, long, long story short, uh, they tested me for an aneurysm. They tested me for syphilis, gonorrhea, nice. um, uh, MS, uh, also a brain tumor. Uh, cause I had a, I think I had an MRI. I think it was an MRI or CT. I don't remember which one. I also got a spinal tap for some spinal Ooh. fluid and all this other stuff. And then when I went to the ophthalmologist for follow-up, he was like, yep, you have cat scratch fever. <laughs> and my friend who was with me, cause I couldn't really drive cause I had one eye at that point. Um, she just started laughing at me cause she's a vet. <laughs> so she was like, you have Bartonella. And I was like, apparently I do. Um, so apparently this is a weird thing. Um, like less than a half a percent of the human population that gets Bartonella will get uveitis and they get this like star appearance to their retina. And, uh, so, um, it took several months for, for my vision to get back mostly. Um, but I still have like some scarring on that eye and I can't see color (laughs) <laughs> in the spots where the problem area is no big deal so, yeah so that's my that's my first story but it was Barnell. the crazy part of that is I don't remember getting better scratched within the like two to eight weeks prior to that and I mm-hmm. didn't have like the classic vomiting diarrhea fever that most people get when they get Bartonella so I have no idea who I got it from and then my two cats that tested positive, one, um, was Doodlebug, and she, I think we just kind of found it randomly cause she was having some fever. Um, and so she tested positive cause I was paranoid and testing everyone. And then Bobby, my other cat, he was a kidney cat. He actually had, uh, endocarditis mm. and he had pericardial fluid. Oh, and so just we like started treating fluid. Yeah, we start and we were like, oh my God, which is crazy because he didn't have any issues with his heart prior to that. And so we treated him with antibiotics and it went away. Weird. I mean, not weird. So makes sense. (laughs) So anyways, that's my three out of, I don't even know how many people slash animals in my household that have had the Bartonella. Um, and I've tested everybody else as well and nobody else has come up positive. So I want to say, I think I'm pretty sure that they tested me for it when I had my big cat bite thing. Um, but I was just treated for all of the above. So like, I never heard really about any of my results. It was just like, well, and normally it's not that like I was treated with antibiotics, antifungals, uh, like everything, like antivirus, all of the above for like months. 
Yeah, it was, um, it was great fun. So anyway, yeah. the differential diagnosis list for these patients, um, I'm going to say a fever of unknown origin just to investigate further, like maybe possibly looking for Bartonella because fever in these patients only lasts about 48 to 72 hours. Yep. It's which very is transient. About like, which is about how long, like most of my GP fever of unknown origin cats was like, it was like, oh, yeah. okay, now it's gone. Like, mm-hmm. um, lymphoma just because you can get that some of that lymphadenopathy cardiac disease because like Yvonne said like we're we might be looking for endocarditis or pericardial fluid tick-borne illnesses because even though this is kind of like a flea-borne illness like still runs along the same yeah symptoms and they kind of get tick and flea-borne just kind of get it's the same thing yeah just I really wish they changed it to infectious agents like just call it that instead of tick-borne because I've had so many people be like my dog's never had a tick. How could it possibly have that? And you're like, well, it can get it from other stuff too, but that's just what they call the like panel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parasite born illnesses. Right. Yep. Well, and it's interesting. There's been some, there's been some studies that it's, they're starting to look at like Bartonella or some of these other bacterias that actually can be causing some cancers which is crazy i believe it because we're going to talk about the treatment and how it doesn't actually cure patients yeah so they're they're finding like in the middle of these like masses they're finding some of the bacteria which is crazy and so they think it might be like over almost like a reaction to the bacteria wow which is yeah it's just like an overreaction i mean i i believe that because like think if the Mm -hmm. if the bacteria gets trapped in the lymph node Mm -hmm. like because that's what the body tries to do. I mean, like it, it causes lymphadenopathy because it's causing your lymph nodes to try to like fight this off. How crazy would it be if someday we figure out GI lymphoma is Bartonella? Dude. Because they're, sorry, this is really random. My doctor and I talk about this all the time. There's so many cats that are getting GI lymphoma. So many. Like there's gotta be something that's, that's triggering or predisposing them to my boss and I were, yeah, my doctor and I were talking about this on Friday because we had a client whose two cats were like recently within the past two months diagnosed with GI lymphoma. And she's like, is there something in my house? Like I've legit had three out of my four cats get GI lymphoma. Yeah. I'm like, how, what? Yeah. Anyways. Or it's diet related. It, maybe it's like chronic food allergies. It's just like <laughs> maybe, the lymphodes are like, seriously. <laughs> maybe like, it's a uh, bird and mouse deficiency. No, because then people are going to start feeding like raw diet again. And it's like raw. You're you going to have a some novel, and- novel protein, like mouse diet. That's what I'm waiting for. Royal Canaan Hills Purina novel protein mouse diet. Mouse and potato. Mouse and potato. <laughs> mouse and rice. What would go what would go good with mouse? I mean, mice? if you say if you say mice and rice, I'm gonna die. And I won't be able to say it. I'll be like, it'll be the mice and rice diet. It'll be mice. Royal Canaan select protein mice and rice. Mice diet. and rice. All right, there we go. MR. <laughs> You're welcome to pay us millions of dollars for this <laughs> for the name of your new food. 
that and crickets I can we copyright can we copyright this now so Ice like when they do make this diet <laughs> we'll be like it is july 25th 2021 yeah jordan and yvonne <laughs> <laughs> it's like the rice krispies version of like cat food <laughs> nice mice and rice mice snap rice. crackle pop like I'm sure they, I <laughs> oh, oh no we gotta move on <laughs> anyways Bart Noah <laughs> so diagnostics um oh my god I'm crying a little because that was good that was good <laughs> um Bartonella infections in symptomatic pets only in symptomatic pets um should Ugh. be confirmed by either culturing the organism from blood or tissues such as like the lymph node or the heart valve which oh my god you take a sample of the heart valve I bet cardio techs are like, yeah, like easy peasy. No problem. No, <laughs> you I touch you, the they heart. Do it it's very mad. I wonder if this is like a postmortem thing. It probably is. Or I bet you in humans, they're probably like humans. I feel like they biopsy everything. That is true. That is like, true. they're like, you don't well, need this chunk of your heart valve. But if you're no culturing deal. heart valve, you don't need that much. I would imagine not that I, 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 don't want to do this but like i would imagine like a brush you know like a like yeah, the yeah. brush they use for like bronx sometimes not that i use that either but i can imagine like maybe a little yeah. brush that goes up about your like vessels and goes into the heart and- yeah i guess if you have like a like a pick line like i had the one time um and that goes into your heart yeah you could probably thread something down in there and like yeah you know, it's crazy Ugh. too, is when I had my pick line, I could feel it go into like my heart. I felt it like go it up my arm and into my chest. And then like, same when they pulled it out, it was creepy and gross. Gross. Like you, okay. sh- you shouldn't that's feel That's human stuff. Like that. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. They only take samples of the heart valve in cases of endocarditis. Right. Um, or by doing DNA sequences of the tissues using PCR testing. Yeah. Um, serology, though, in this case, tends to be better. It's the most sensitive using IFA. Um, it's the most sensitive diagnostic tool for diagnosing Bartonella exposure. But it's not really useful in predicting, like, if animals may pose a public health risk, like, to their owners. So, like, if they test positive, yeah. like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're shedding it kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the hardest part about it is you've got, it, it is cyclical with the, with the bar or with the bacteria. So, and, and this might be those cats that have cyclical like fevers too, right. That, um, they just randomly will have a fever because it's, it's bacterial load. Um, mm-hmm. is when they start becoming um, symptomatic, which is why, like, if there's other stressors, the body's not going to be suppressing the bacteria. It'll like kind of have an overgrowth and that's when it's a problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which is treatment, hard. however. Mm-hmm. So there's actually been no proven like regimen of antibiotic treatment to be like effective. Ugh, yeah. Um, so basically what it does, like there's no documentation of clearance of Bartonella infection, it's basically just suppressing enough of the bacteria to not cause symptoms. Mm. Um, <clears throat> largely just because of like relapsing nature of Bartonella bacterium also in infected cats. It's, it's one of those things where like, even if you could clear it, like they can easily just get it again. 
Well, and, and the bacteria just likes to hide everywhere in the lymph nodes or in the, the lymph nodes causing or like in your heart or you know there's it's just it's hard to get rid of because it likes to hide in places yeah which is the bummer but typical antibiotics used to quote unquote treat the symptoms i guess treat the symptoms um include doxycycline is most common um amoxicillin and rofloxacin rifampin I wonder, like, I think is, rifampin's more used in human stuff. That's what I was wondering if it, I, that sounds like an antibiotic I was on. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been on it before. Ooh, sorry. Um, mm. and it's usually given for like a long duration, like four to six weeks. And it could be, could be not always effective in reducing just the level of bacteria within the infected dog or cat. Um, given the duration of treatment necessary to suppress the bacteria, there is concern for like developing an antimicrobial resistance, mm-hmm. which is a huge bummer. That's why it's only recommended to actually treat patients who have clinical symptoms. Yeah. And I, I got think, a lot of this information actually from the CDC website, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it's, Cause it's, it's very zoonotic. much a zoonotic disease. Yeah. I think with my cat um, or my cats, we did doxycycline and Marbo um, for about six weeks when they were showing signs Um, yeah and I think when I did it I think I did doxycycline for six weeks I think that's what I did yeah I was on Um, well which was kind of crazy I was on doxycycline what felt like forever (laughs) right you're like yay still on it great nobody warns you in humans though about esophageal stricturing no they don't <laughs> they're like I guess I, it's not a thing. I remember it being written on the bottle to like drink water afterwards but nobody yeah. told me why and this was back when I was like still like a newbie t- I was a baby tech and like I didn't <laughs> right. know either yeah you know it's yep. like and now I'm like man doctors should tell you to eat before you take the medication and then eat a little bit after mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't just wash it down with water I mean I understand that I'm upright but like yeah what if I wanted to lay down on the couch and take my pill seriously and just lay there I think mine said don't take before bed oh really and I was like oh it's because you don't want me to stricture <laughs> that's good to know I'm glad you just gave a little bit more information but you're in California so right there's probably like five million warnings on it yeah probably um, um so the, I think that's something too to when we're talking to clients that they need to know yes they should make sure when they're giving it that they're following it with food and water just to make sure it gets down because you know we're like jordan said we're upright (laughs) so our esophagus is helped by gravity whereas dogs and cats really aren't and especially with cats um they're i don't know did we talk about that study the swallow study that they did with cats and pills is that when we had the butter conversation? Oh, it was the butter conversation. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That was like almost two years ago. That was years forever ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just a throwback to probably our first five episodes here. No, I think um, that was episode like number two, right? How to get meds into pets. It probably was. Yeah, <laughs> so just a reminder <laughs> with cats, um, you know, th- you want them to swallow before and after. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about... Um, behavioral stuff with cats. Um, it's, this is one of those reasons why it's really a good idea to train cats to, 
you know, associate getting treats with medications. Um, so like my cat, uh, my cat used to be horrible at getting medications, but I have to medicate him twice a day now. Um, and he knows he only gets treats when he gets his medications. And it's funny because he'll actually jump up on his little spot to get his meds and just start yelling at me if I'm late. Cause he's like, where are my treats? <laughs> That's the great thing about cats is like, they don't ever really let you forget to do something versus like, <laughs> right. I'm having a hell of a time remembering to give Pua her doxycycline for her, uh, <laughs> right? her Ehrlichia that I'm just like, I've missed so many doses that now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, we're just going to wait till we move and things are like a little calm. <laughs> I would just put an alarm in my phone. That's what I would do. Yeah. But, but yeah, even that, like I would turn it off and just be like, I'll get it in five minutes. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. I don't have a, she doesn't sit there and yell at me to give her yeah. her treats. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Nikki, Nikki yells at me and it's really funny. Cause, and, and I started realizing he actually has started drooling. That's and I'm hilarious. like, yes. like Pavloving it. Yes. He's totally Pavloving it. So like, <laughs> he yells at me. He starts drooling. He, cause I give him a treat before he gets his men and he gets treats afterwards. Oh and I've God. noticed it goes down like butter. Now it's like, he's drooling. There's some treats involved. The meds go That's down. Amazing. Yeah. He's so like, this is great. Train oh. your cats treats. Wow. You even have like yeah. a Pavlov cat. That's crazy. You. It, it, yeah. I mean, it took 16 years to figure out how to do it with him. Yeah, Cause, well, cause I mean, better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like he—he, he, this is the first time he's been on like routine medications, um, but in the past when I've had to do stuff with them, it's just like that classic cat run away, hide. Yeah, like foam at the mouth, spit, try to like get everything, and now he's just like that I'm big swallow cat it hack as, where they're like, <laughs> oh, right. Now he just swallows it as quick as he can so he can get like treats in. So that's a that's a really good thing for us to be talking to our clients about is like how to train a cat, especially if we're talking four to six weeks of antibiotics, right? Like, and it's usually twice a day. So, you know, helping them train their cat to associate the medication with a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, you may not do treats any other time. In fact, like for me personally, I don't give my cats treats unless they're getting medications. So like, that's yeah. the only time they get treats. Um, and then the other thing about that too, is we're going to treat them, but it's probably not totally gone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a good thing for clients to remember. And if the cat has tested positive in the future, if something comes up, that's weird, you might want to just check to see if they're having a flare. Yeah, exactly. With a PCR test. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's important too, to talk to clients about transmission. Like, mm -hmm. so because transmission from cats to people usually occurs through contamination of cat scratches with flea poop. Um, so they're scratching because they've got fleas. Now they have flea poop on yeah. their toes. Or they're even just like an indoor outdoor cat. Like mm -hmm. um, transmission can also occur through cat bites. Um, if cat blood or flea excrement contaminates the bite site. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you might want to like, you know how like when you play with a cat, sometimes they lay on their back and you just do the thing where you grab their chest and their belly and then they kick you yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't do that that's that's how you get barnella <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> that's how you get burned yeah uh, oh my god actually okay, well, the cd I, the cdc actually stuff. did say like limit like rough play with cats 
I do. Okay. First of all, if that's how I got, well, that is not how I, I don't know how I got better Bernella, but like my cat doesn't like draw blood when she kicks me. Your cat doesn't, but some cats do. That's true. But if your cat does that, then, then don't play with it like that. That's what I mean. That's what I'm <laughs> well, saying. That, but I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if that's like a routine for you to get scratched up, like stop doing it. <laughs> Like I would do that and they'd like pretend kick or pretend bite me, but it like never broke skin that, you know, of. what if you got like a little micro scratch that like, Oh my God, Jordan. No, I'm just saying <laughs> no. Anyway, mm-hmm. clients should also be informed as to how cats can acquire Bartonella. Um, yeah. Including possibility of transmission by ticks or fleas. So if they go indoor, outdoor, just kind of talking to them about, flea and tick control yeah um none of that whole like i live in a gated community or my cat only goes outside during the day or my cat stays on the front porch or my cat stays on the back porch i finally had my first gated community client yeah we talked about it didn't we almost died i didn't i I was like you're a unicorn i've heard of you i've never seen you (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh my god and i couldn't like I, I know I kind of glitched out when I was talking to them and I'm glad it was over the phone because I think I almost, I, I know my face. Yeah. Cause your changed. eyes just like go like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like, do you, do you truly believe that? Oh, she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, also too, if a cat tests positive or a dog, mm. if pets test positive, Kind of encourage owners to wear gloves when they're administering medications, unless you have an awesome cat like Yvonne's who eventually learned how to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, it's hard because one of the things that, that we kind of have to talk to them about is that they should talk to their doctors Yes. To understand, like, we can't give them advice on their own personal medical, but we can say this is something you could potentially get you should talk to your doctor to make sure that, you know, you, you are protected as best as possible because we don't know their medical situation and please don't talk to a client about their medical situation. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like, are you immunocompromised? Cause you're at risk. Do you have cancer? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you just, you, that's the thing, right? Like you never know if them themselves or someone in their family or that is in that household, could potentially get it. And so you just want to make sure that they understand that it is potentially contagious to them and the people in their household. And if, you know, they, it it may not be that they necessarily have to get tested right away, but that's a conversation they need to have with their doctors. Well, and same for us vet professionals though, too. Now that I think about it, like I'm Mm -hmm. immune compromised and like, I've definitely been scratched in the last like two months. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's those little scratches that you don't really, we're like, most of the time I don't hold cats. Like someone's holding a cat for me while I draw blood and they just kick. And like, I'm wearing gloves always when I handle a cat, but like they'll tear my glove, which then I get like a little cut on my hand or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nobody's fault, but like it happens. Definitely happens. And we've had a run of fleas on cats lately. Mind you, I haven't handled those cats, but, um, We've definitely had a run of fleas for some reason. It's been weird. We don't get that a lot in internal medicine, I feel. <laughs> like 
Yeah, it's hit and miss. I th- we definitely see it more like for us, it's like spring and summer. Yeah, I mean, it's it summer now. And- yeah, so yeah. And that's that's something too to tell clients is, you know, if, if their t- animals test positive, then they need to make sure that they get try the their best to get rid of the fleas in the environment because that means the fleas in the environment are probably contaminated. Yeah. And, yeah. And technically, you know, if that flea you bites can recontaminate, them, yeah. They can also get it from the flea. So well and it can recontaminate their cat. Yes, you're treating your cat, but they can reinfect right. your cat. Contaminate. Yeah. Not not contaminate. In fact, they can contaminate. <laughs> Oh my God, I got bit by a mosquito the other day and I was like, there's a mosquito here? Did you hear about the one guy who, like, I think he was actually here in the South. He actually got heartworm disease and like human doctor, one guy, one guy got heartworms and human doctors had to consult with veterinarians as to how to treat them. I've heard people get heartworm, like, which is Yeah, but their body like expels it really easily. But this dude was showing symptoms and like actually had worms in his heart. It really yes like full-blown like actual heartworms had microfilaria and everything like okay my question to that is like what freaking disease did he have what underlying condition did he have compromised enough that the freaking heartworms took over yeah where his body was like eh, that's not a problem we're gonna focus on this yeah i don't know i should look up that article that was it was a very interesting article i remember reading it like a couple years ago and going like holy crap treat him with a miticide and then like another article came out like a week later and they're like they're treating him with a miticide you're like duh yeah oh yeah crazy by the way (laughs) really random but we were talking about the um chocolate flavored what was it pyranthal that you got oh yeah yeah (laughs) we were talking about it at work the other day i was like i kind of want to deworm myself and jordan talked about this stuff (laughs) yes you can get it on amazon i I haven't taken it it on amazon (laughs) yes it takes like six weeks to get to you but like it's packed up somewhere now like it actually i think it's probably underneath with all my other medications like that i have for like the dogs and stuff because <laughs> i just put like it's still in its bubble i really gotta take that soon <laughs> i might take it you, and you know what myself the... out because i'll probably poop out worms and like die yeah that's true <laughs> there's actually studies out there though that say like for immune compromised people like having a mild burden of like so this is why like people like a long time ago didn't die from like the things that we're dying from um we're having trouble with about to tell me that parasites help i'm gonna die yeah so like so there's all these like gluten allergies and things like that but now they're saying that if we actually carried a small burden of specifically hookworms um that we might actually end up being healthier because like our body is so focused on just kind of maintaining a certain level yeah it's it's a weird study but a coworker was telling me about it um I'll have to have her find the article for me and I'm going to share it because we were talking about having a burden of hookworms and how it might actually help my lupus. <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't. Oh, yeah. No, but I think she was saying it was like, I think she was saying it was specifically like cutaneous versions because like it doesn't harm you and it doesn't really like, you don't really get like a heavy burden of it. Like, so it just, but I'm like, dude, Matt had hookworm, cutaneous hookworm once, and it, it was just creepy because it crawled through his skin and you could uh, see it. 
Are you getting all hot and like? I'm getting really nauseous. Stop it. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on. Then we're almost done with oh the episode. God. We've gotten way off track of our current episode. You can edit some of this out if you want, Jordan. No, or... I'm gonna let you listen to it again. Oh God. Okay. Got me all squidgy. It Stop in. it. Anyway, some cautions when we've kind of already <laughs> talked about it, but when using doxycycline, let's take care to make sure we avoid esophageal strictures just due to the adhesion of tablets into the esophageal mucosa. Causing irritation and causing stricturing. And all sorts of bad. Talk to our talk to our clients whenever prescribing doxycycline. I don't think I'll ever like not put that as a caution whenever we talk about using doxycycline. I mean, honestly, I love sending the medical, um, or the medication handouts, the plums medication handouts. Yeah. Oh, I love sending those to clients. Cause I'm like, please read these. Please make sure. Do you sure ever get you like understand. backlash from it though? Being like, well, it causes, we've had a lot of backlash lately with people like Googling and being like, did you know that metronidazole can cause this, these kind of neurologic symptoms if you oh. use too much? We're like, yes, we do know this. Like we, that's, that's why, why we, we prescribe a certain that. amount. <laughs> like, that's why we don't let you just have have it yeah I mean we've had a couple of people do that but I but not many I'd say most of them most of them either don't read it um I don't read them either yeah like it's or if they're they're noticing issues then they'll read it and be like oh okay and then they call us you know and I'm like well it's a good thing you looked at that I gotta admit like I want to be as good. So my psychiatrist, she's actually like amazing at telling me any side effect or any potential side effect that could happen. She's mm-hmm. the only doctor I've ever been to who's ever like, no, seriously, like this could happen. This is normal. Like one of the side effects was like sleepwalking to the fridge and like eating. <laughs> like that is very specific. Oh yeah, it was, it was super specific. And so like, she's like, so just let your husband know that you might like get up and walk to the fridge and start eating and that he should just bring you back to bed. And I was like, does he have to? Like, that sounds amazing. Like, <laughs> You're like, why am I gaining all this weight? I'm yeah, not exactly. eating. <laughs> and oh so like, she tells me all these side effects and she's like the most thorough, but it's one of those things where like, now I trust her so much because she tells mm. me all these potential side effects for these medications. Like, because be it's, it's definitely playing into your OCD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because then you're like, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, here, we're going to treat you for your obsessive compulsive disorder, but here go research all these drug like, <laughs> affections, affections, drug affections. Um, interactions that can happen and stuff. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I think she thinks it helps because when she's that thorough, then I don't have to obsess about it because it does make me feel better. Mm. All right. Are we ready for the tip of the week? Yep. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> we got off track. We, we're, we're, we're derailing a lot today. It's the tip of the week. Uh, tip of the week is don't torture belly rub your cat. Yeah. <laughs> and get yourself all scratched up. Get yourself bit. scratched up. Um, and train your cat with, with treats. Yeah, do the Pavlov thing. You should teach Nicodemus to ring a bell. No. Because uh-uh. when he wants a treat, he can just ring a bell. No, no. <laughs> like no. those dogs on TikTok that like to say the he, words. Did you- he 5,000% would do it. Um, And no, I can't. 
you want to hear me get off track again because I'm like super <laughs> wired right now? Yeah, there's, a, there's a TikTok video of a cat using some of these talking buttons because normally it's oh, dogs really? that use the talking buttons. And the cat was like, mom, pet. And so mom like sat on the floor and like, Would was like oh my God, you, do you, you want me to pet you? And then like, so she sat on the floor and then the cat walked over and like was about to rub on her and then hit the no button. Was like, no. And like walked away. I was like, Oh my God, that's such a cat move. <laughs> I was that's, like, that's amazing. That's kind of a dick move. It's <laughs> totally a cat dick move. Like it's God. just, it's so true. <laughs> Cause it was like, mom cuddle. And she was like, oh my God, really? And like sat, like literally like came over and sat down on the floor and the cat came over and was about to rub on her and then just hit the no button and walked away. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that is that is so funny cat's like haha finally I, I figure out how to tell you no yeah exactly <laughs> it just uses to... the no button all the time yeah no. I got you to sit on the floor <laughs> no no that's awesome yeah <sighs> and now for the question of the week <laughs> well I want to know who else has been who else has had a run-in with Bartonella <laughs> oh yeah that's a good one um i'm certain we have some listeners who've had a run with barnella like oh for sure if you've ever had swelling of your hand you probably had barnella that's true um, i want to know if anybody's had the weird eye thing like you since that's a 0.5 percent <laughs> chance nice i'll be like yes there's more than just me <laughs> we can just get we can get shirts made together and it's just a cat with an eye patch and that's it <laughs> nothing it says nothing else oh my god that's horrible there's like, there's like one bacteria just like it's like in, the background. in the background yeah <laughs> oh maybe gosh. it's the cat giving the bird like oh my <laughs> god all right we gotta wrap this up because i'm losing it it's getting late <laughs> it is getting late for you oh my gosh all right well <laughs> on that lovely note don't get bartonella <laughs> um if you have uh, not heard the song Cat Scratch Fever, you can. We can't it. sing it for you because I'm sure there's rights to that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Ted Nugent has that totally. I have that album. Write it out. Up right there. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yep. So if you don't know the song, you should definitely Google it and uh, you can sing it every time you think of Bartonella. <laughs> Everybody has to know the song. Like, how do you not know the song? I guess I there, we do have some youngins. Should know Teddy Ruxpin, but you didn't That's know who true. that That's was. True. What did so I say to my coworker the other day? You're getting old. That's basically what this means. I said something to my coworker the other day, and she's like, "What's that?" I was like, "How are how how do you not know what that is?" She's like, "I don't know." I was like, "Oh my god, are you actually too young to know?" So you're in your 30s now, right? Yeah, I'll be 32 on Wednesday, apparently. Oh yeah. Happy birthday. Mm. Um, and I'm sure she was in her 20s. Yeah, yeah. She's like 24 or 25. That's how that happens, Jordan, because that's the age difference between you and I. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> how am yeah, I now? You're in that range. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how am I now to that age where like now people don't like yeah. understand what I'm saying? Like, I was like, Dude. oh, that's what it was. I said, um, she was coughing and I was like, can you get your dysentery under control? And she's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, do you not know what Oregon trail is? And she's like, I don't even know what you're saying to me right now. And I was like, 
oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i want to play oregon trail so bad like i saw it somewhere and i was like "Ooh." (laughs) yeah i was just like she had no idea because now she's gonna be like cough is just covid but i'm like no like oh yeah used to be oregon trail stuff like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you used to just die from dysentery (laughs) which dysentery is not coughing no, I know, but like it, it, but it's an Oregon Trail reference. I guess it was an Oregon Trail yeah. reference. And like she just sounded like she was going to die. I was more of referencing the fact that she sounded like she was going to die. Right? Like she feels fine, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. So you can tell us if you know about Oregon Trail too. Yeah. Apparently, mm. apparently 20 year olds don't know that. Mm. So sad. I know. I learned Such... so much from that game. Really? I just learned that you die if you were trying to travel across the country back then i think i mean that's a lot to learn from that game i think i learned some like geography from it it made me think so because i played that game when i was like a little kid and i moved from california to ohio like just before my fifth birthday Mm. and i remember thinking as we were traveling across the country i was like is this how we're gonna die like (laughs) but we're not in like like a horse-drawn carriage like oh my god oh my god that's amazing you're like we're yeah. gonna get dysentery on the way to yeah. ohio because it was one of those things where it was like i was too young to really know like yeah. but i was like we're traveling across country this seems so dangerous <laughs> i wonder how many kids thought that probably they're like oh I my mean- god dysentery's gonna get me <laughs> on the way to ohio yeah not, nothing against ohio that just happens to be where jordan was headed don't get mad at me <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> oh my gosh all right anyway, <laughs> well we'll talk on, to you all next week it's <laughs> ridiculous note <laughs> this is a have, fun episode right have a good week we hope that um you had a fun break from us uh remember tomorrow if you're listening to this live Take a moment to sing happy birthday to Jordan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast. And make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.